0: This is my year of not sucking or fucking. Let me be clear.
1: Punk yeah, is one morning. of my favorite so in the tastes. In
0: the so been, die, deep deep my but in fact, there have been periods of time in our history where a president inspired the American people to kill innocent
1: people. <laughs>
0: I think we're in one of those moments right now. Not only that, the balls now amazing. This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic.
2: Hello,
3: pay pigs, and for the future, hello, prayer warriors. Um,
2: from a month from now. Um, hello. I... Hello from the past. <laughs> hello from the past. Um, today's date. Um, Is July 10th, 1998 and (laughs) 1964. (laughs) I am here to warn you about an event that's going to be happening in New York City three years from now. Uh, Keep your eyes out for the sky. Uh, Something is coming.
3: I am wearing shorts. I am wearing shorts because that was the style back then. Uh, I am your host, Kendall. I'm your USB Rad King, your chief officer of cringe or cock. Um, And I'm here with my lovely co-host, Cerise. Would you like to say hi again?
2: (laughs) Yeah, hi. I'm here from the the past. Yeah, we're in from the past. I'm predicting that something is going to happen in the sky. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somewhere between the dates of September 8th and September 15th, 2001 in oh, new yeah? york city yeah keep your is eyes someone gonna like peeled. release an album or <laughs> well i have no idea um <laughs> okay um you any know, number cerise, of things could happen
3: I... cerise i have a burning question for you okay who do you think has a harder time finding love men mm. women or non-binary people
2: oh man this is hard okay yeah. I feel like, mm, anecdotally, non-binary people do not have a hard time finding love. Um, I'm not including myself in this. Um, I'm not. I'm not non-binary. I'm just like I'm out here. Like, I'm chill. I'm chilling at the structure, and the structure is gender. Um, but like, no, Like non-binary people are always. They're always fucking um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to like an excessive and sometimes gross extent. So, mm-hmm. I guess fucking doesn't mean that they're finding love, but I I think I think that they're they're doing all right for themselves. They're finding intimacy, and so that's yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, they're on their way. Uh, men, I think that they find they find love pretty easily, but they reject it. Um, yes, exactly. Where they where they can't see it. So, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that's like. That's not the fault of love; it's the fault of men. So I think I think it's women. Women have the hardest yeah. time finding love, you and know, that's why I'm
3: here. I'm here for women. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say that like women also have the hardest time finding love. You know, judging just by my um, my TikTok for you page, filled with women who are living in a major city, um, making dating content about how there's just no single guys anymore. You know, they all want to be the next Carrie Bradshaw. But they're even struggling at that, and for that reason, I think that they are also having a very hard time finding love. You know, they're all digital marketers now, living in a twenty two hundred dollar apartment. I think I have some insight.
2: I have some insight on why uh, on why it's like that. So, um, on in September two thousand one, in that very city, yeah, an event (laughs) rocked our nation. (laughs) and women have not been the same since (laughs) shook women to their core Mm -hmm. you know I think
3: I think I think a
2: book's gonna come out about that actually (laughs) maybe a book jet fuel might not be able to melt steel beams but it did melt many women's hearts and Mm -hmm. minds Mm -hmm.
3: maybe a book that has like a narcoleptic theme like something I think is going to come out in the next couple years so you know like Mm -hmm. watch this space um you know I think (laughs) are you writing the book no, <laughs> I'm just saying,
2: this you know, space. watch out
3: for it. Watch mm-hmm. out for it and call me, you know, Themstradamus when it happens.
2: Whoa. Good work.
3: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate what it. What about like Nostradamus? Yeah.
2: Nostradamus. Ooh, Nostradamus? I think there's a couple I, options here.
3: Yeah, we've got a couple options here. Uh, vote with your phones now. Themstradamus, Nostradamus, or
2: Nostradamus. I think that if it were me and I would just go by NOS. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, like Nas Drinker. uh Well, no, 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 no. Like, um, like in Fast and Furious. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I see that. Which is where um, that username came from. Mm-hmm. It's about family, you know? In the end,
3: it's all about family.
2: Mm-hmm. Just like the event that occurred... On September eleventh, mm-hmm. two thousand one, <laughs> that was a family yeah. style uh, attack. And what family? The Bush family. I thought you were gonna say Olive Garden, but I understand. No, I think that the Bush family is like mm-hmm. pretty American. I think they yeah. they've been here for a minute. As Prescott apple pie. was uh, Prescott Bush was like on the uh, initial board of Planned Parenthood.
3: Oh wow! But not
2: for the reasons that you would. Th- well. I guess I guess it depends. It depends on how much you know about Planned Parenthood. If it's the reasons that you would think, but if you don't know anything, it's not for the reasons that you would think. And if you do know things, then it's exactly for that reason. And that reason is eugenics. Um, mm-hmm. On that note, this is episode two. Of well, my year, episode
3: one we had okay, episode, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: episode one, but it's our second episode, but it's it's episode one of my year of not sucking or fucking, which we are titling revulsion, which is the first chapter of Andrea Dworkin's intercourse. If you're following along, or mm-hmm. post nut clarity, which is our yeah. that's that's our update on that. It's a it's um, a red pill or blue pill situation, baby. You gotta mm-hmm. pick one. Well, they're they're um, both probably the the blue pill but they have different names mm-hmm. One's so the white pill <laughs> i don't know what's going on today um as just speaking for myself i can't i can't speak for Kendall. maybe kendall does mm-hmm. have experience with such a thing but as an extremely enlightened and intelligent they slash them. <laughs> um you. I Well, I don't know. I don't know if you yeah. have. I have no personal experience, Okay, like, okay. with the concept of post-nut clarity. This is something that I only know about from mm-hmm. others. Um, mm-hmm. The idea of having sex with someone and then, like, wanting to, like, immediately wipe my dick on the curtains and, like, Sonic run out of there is just not something that I'm familiar with because I only have sex with people that I like and I have clarity all the time. I, um, can, say, I
3: can say with confidence I do not have post-nut clarity. If anything, like it relieves a migraine or two.
2: Okay, um, so you have that's... post-nut, like, old person syndrome. <laughs> post-nut senior syndrome. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what <laughs> I, <laughs> I, Well, unfortunately for men things are not so clear for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the first chapter of Intercourse by Andrea Dorkin, as we mentioned, is called Repulsion. And in it, she shares the many, many times that men themselves um, have revealed through their own art that their sexual desire uh, is, is not clear at all, but uh, is, is like really murky waters mixed with their feelings of shame, which stem from... Like their desires being out of their control or they feel are out of their control, disgust with themselves, with the sex acts that they want to perform, resentment towards the women that they fuck and the women that they want to fuck, and hatred also towards women who are responsible for making them feel this way. Mm-hmm.
3: as always it's it's women's problems it's women's business. Um, well,
2: it's men's business but it's women's it's problems. It's men's business
3: but they but it's women's problems. Uh-huh. Um yeah you know like in this chapter and in every other uh you know working quotes directly from literature and art made by men and you can see like how that articulates that this concept of hatred and and disgust and revulsion in their own words. Um I mean, you could see this if you just, like, threw a dart at, like, five different classical literature books. You'd find, like, several different authors Ooh, who are very much okay. expressing their, their feelings of revulsion. Um, but, like, Leo Tolstoy is one of the, is, you know, one of those. Uh, Le- Leo Tolstoy is uh, heavily quoted in this chapter. And I don't really want to go into depth of sharing passages from Tolstoy's works. And I know Cerise doesn't either. I find Tolstoy to be a dork. Oh. um <laughs> okay. i like i like pieces of i like s- sections of war and peace but there's a bit where i'm like mm-hmm. man okay he's he's a bit of a whiner um <laughs> right. uh, that dworkin uses example like specifically the ones that dworkin used as examples but i do want to follow we do want to follow the same structure as her uh, and show that even after over a hundred years of alleged progress from Tolstoy's era and over 30 years uh since the publication of intercourse like they're still showing their asses in the exact same way uh Tolstoy he was he was a pretty good writer sometimes but there were just times where like he was also an extremely terrible human being um (laughs) and his books are like widely acknowledged as classics you know you know we we I, I love I love some me some pieces of of War and Peace. I do love um, you know the section about the Great Comet. You know is, is very short, but it still fucking slaps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the shortest part of the book, but I do love it very much. Okay. Uh, his ideas about like women and sex are not hidden in his books. Uh, they're shared with his readers right in the text, and it's undeniable. No matter how great of a writer he was. You can even see this in like the part that I mentioned with the great comet. Like Natasha is like constantly uh like just dogpiled on and they just keep calling her a slut, even like the people who love her and care for her think that she's a total whore. Um <laughs> uh and it's like it's undeniable, right? Like no matter how great of a writer he was, he clearly hates women. Um and, and so like which which great artist do you think, Cerise? Are we going to replace Tolstoy with in our year of not sucking and fucking what great thinker do we need to bring forward um who's just like who just like has like a a hole of the public consciousness
2: oh, i've got a good idea yeah <laughs> yeah what's the deal yeah, with sure. when a
0: guy comes why, why the fuck did they just lose interest immediately it's the, the plight of the man. What is this? Not the same case with women. I, I remember when I was like single and as soon as I was there, I was like, this is great. This is great. And then release. And I was like, Who the f- why am I here? Are you now? like that with your girlfriend? Huh? Are you, are you like that with your girlfriend? That's how I kept her. Because no. Bingo. As, as soon as I was like, ah, no, I was like,
1: like, oh, high five. I still want you
0: here. <laughs> 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 oh, you jumped around the bed. Hey. Like, I still want you here. It's a telltale sign that this is the right girl. I yeah. swear to God. Yes. That's Wild. I feel bad for every girl that's ever hooked up with me and watches this. I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't he do that with me? It's a, it's a moment of clarity, George. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's what comes after you come. dude. It's you just, stand in the mirror and you look at like. yourself. Ah, oh, oh. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's meeting right. Of the minds. Oh. That's right. It's, oh, it's Logan yeah. Paul on his, uh, titular <laughs> podcast, impulsive Many people have called Logan Paul the Leo Tolstoy of 2022, uh, and that's because war and peace um despite Kendall's thoughts it's actually a problematic favorite of mine I reread it like Hi. once a year <laughs> I,
3: I like I like a lot of parts of war and peace but it's just like it's been fair it's been a very dense and long road for me to get like I like, in touch with I like
2: it. it I think it's good yeah. I mean he does hate women and that's like he does like a big part of the book but it's I like the book mm-hmm. and I think think that the era that authors used to be in in like the 1800s and like a little bit before I think like 1600s to 1800s where they would like take a break in the middle of the book to like tell you what the book is about and like what their thoughts are on it is Mm -hmm. just like really fun for me I love reading that where like like there will be like a character going on like a tangent or like giving a speech to another character about their like thoughts on politics or something and then Tolstoy's like okay so like now that that chapter's over I just like want you to know like these are my thoughts on what those characters said
3: (laughs) I mean we love I mean as as you and I both know we love someone who's a who's a little bit long-winded and wants you to know their every single thought yeah Um. (laughs) well I just
2: I think it's I think it's cool to like yeah. Assume that your audience like isn't smart enough to know what your book is about without mm-hmm. you telling them what it's about. I mean, I lo- even though I the love title the-, the title is kind of already telling us what it's about. It's about war, mm-hmm. and it's about peace. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I like Tolstoy and Logan Paul. Um, for me, they're both they're both problematic faves. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will not at this moment go so far as to say that I like Logan Paul but he's like he's just a fascinating on air t- on air a, <laughs> mm, he is a fascinating <laughs> tragic little character to me and I refuse to avert my eyes no matter what the thought police that I share my podcast with have, has to say about okay. it that's not fair. Yeah. I do,
3: I do love Logan Paul as a character, especially like the sibling rivalry. We'll have a whole episode on. We're the we're Logan Paul
2: constantly talking. promising yeah. a Paul brothers episode, and it's because I like they they're I my love- they're my Leo Tolstoy. Leo Tolstoy mm-hmm. is also my Leo Tolstoy, but just anyway, um, big fan. I've seen so many. I like. I don't even listen to podcasts, and I have like listen to so much of impulsive and I'm not any better off for it. Um, but he has uh two co-hosts and I refuse to learn the names of them. Um, mm-hmm. they're both men. Um yeah. and I they they break down this concept that Dworkin has introduced of repulsion. Like uh helpfully one of them even says, it's the plight of the man. <laughs> Um, Meaning like this is something that at least they see as intrinsic to men's sexuality um, and an expression of their sexuality towards women, but is not something that they believe women experience. Um, And we already established last episode that gender is fake and doesn't exist. So this obviously like isn't a biologically rooted trait, but one that men are socialized into by having as... Dworkin titles the first part of her book, um, Intercourse in a Man-Made World. Right. I mean, like, even, like, a different non-Logan co-host, like, uh,
3: immediately shares after that that he would, after coming, he would experience these, like, feelings of regret and shame. And, like, that, <laughs> that, that also mirror, mirrors what Dworkin says, like, that repulsion men feel is not based on just like desire but in like the satiation of that desire that it's too real of a physical moment and like an intimate connection and therefore it causes a strong dislike because the moment itself is the culmination of all those shameful and disgusting feelings of hatred and desire uh, you know put a pin in that cuz we're going to we're going to revisit that idea again in a little bit but like what's interesting and like probably obviously is that the feelings these men share from their sexual experiences are like completely self-centered. It is all about them. The women that were causing the non-Logan to feel disgust after sex didn't do anything to make that happen. They just had sex with him. Like, he didn't really specify that they did anything, just that immediately afterwards he felt gross and he wanted to get out of there. Or else he would have said, like, it was the sex itself. The plight of man.
2: The plight, the plight of, of man. man. It's the plight is, of man. Yeah, it's it's hard out here for men. Uh, people are, not enough people are talking about the plight of man. Um, but we are. Um, because we... Hmm, I was going to say we care about men, but I, I don't even want to say that as a joke. Um, but on the subject of men... We um, have diversified. We're not just looking at Logan Paul. There Mm -hmm. is also, um, that we're bringing into our studies, the 2011 documentary, Shy Boys IRL, uh, which I had the,
3: what? No, it's just a long, it's a long hyperfixation for both of us, I think. Well, I I had the
2: the privilege of watching it, like, pretty much, like, right when it came out. Uh, Me and my friends on Tumblr, like, posted it. On Tumblr, and that, if I'm remembering it correctly, is like how it took off. Um, where, like, oh my god, yeah, it like I'm, I'm like, wait, somewhat do- sure that I am at least partway responsible for this documentary, like, being known. I because oh when god, I found it, it I had like 2,000
3: views. I was gonna, I was about to say, like, the way that I found out about it was in high school. I think it was, like, my senior year, so like, a year after it came out. <clears throat> um, or, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, 2012, 2013. Somebody came around to me um, and told me, like, oh, I found this movie on Tumblr. So, like, maybe, maybe, maybe once mm-hmm. again, Our
2: playing six degrees.
3: Once again, we're playing six degrees of separation on the pod. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, wow. Uh yeah, I loved Shy Boys. I found Shy Boys, like, much like the Brony documentary, which was another fascination of mine, um, I found Shy Boys IRL to be just, just incredible. Um, go check it out if you, if you can, uh, do your pay
2: picks, It's on YouTube. It's also on Vimeo. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. The Brony documentary also contains some people that I know in my personal life, Um <laughs> To my chagrin. Um, But anyway, Shy Boys IRL, um, it mostly follows around these three men who are, I think, um, in some ways, like kind of the negiverse counterparts of me and Kendall, Um, because just as we are two sexy geniuses who are fun to be around and we can have sex whenever we feel like it, and we met in a Discord server for other geniuses that you can join if you give us money. Mm-hmm. Um they are self-described incels who met in a forum for non-sexy uh probably also not genius guys who don't fuck and have lots to say about it. And I think what makes this documentary really interesting now that it is I guess 11 years later um is that it it like predates the term incel coming into the public consciousness. This was Pre Elliot Rogers, it was pre just like the mainstreaming of that term, um, and the idea of like incel ideology being something that lots of people know. And I think that makes it an interesting watch because these guys are not um, playing into characters or stereotypes the way that self described incels do now on their forums, where they're they're definitely trying to like edge lord each other out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sounds. That sounds sexual. Um, but, but it, yeah, I mean, this is... This is, <laughs> in so- in this some is some just ways. three miserable dudes who are obsessed with sex and they don't get to have any.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically... That's what's so fascinating about it, right? Is that it's it was published and made um, before, like, incel was part of the published consciousness, before, like all of this was, came about. I mean, in fact, like prior to the mainstreaming ideas of incels, like the only community of these men uh, split themselves into two groups, right? One side were incel, the incels we know and are scorn today. The other ones call themselves love shy, meaning they were too socially awkward or anxious to ask people out or pick up on social cues or know if someone was flirting with them and they recognized that about themselves. In other words, you know...
2: They were would awkward. Call these,
3: yeah they were fucking awkward. Um, you know, maybe today they'd have a pick crew uh, profile pick on Twitter. Who knows um, where they're what they're up to now? I'm sure. I'm
2: sure. I'm sure you well, know. I think sorry. that they're they're usually straight, but yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, You know, I just I more mean like they're they're soft is is mm-hmm. the main thing. They're soft and awkward. Uh, some incels might claim to approach uh, lots of women, but only to be rejected. Whereas, like, the love-shy guys, they're just, like, they're too shy to make themselves known. Um, They would still choose to, like, sort themselves into the incel camp
2: rather than... No, 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 like, the... So, like, they're... I think we're, like, incels who would be, like, oh, I'm too shy. Yeah. Um, And that's why I'm not having sex. But they, like, still decided to call themselves incels versus, Mm -hmm. like, choosing the label of love-shy. Um, because they were, like, all in the same, like, community forum. So you mm-hmm. got to pick, like, what label you right. wanted. And it really mm-hmm. was just, like, how you wanted to describe your own experiences. Because neither neither sides were having sex. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just, like, do you feel like you are love shy um, or or that you are involuntarily celibate?
3: Whereas now it's just like one big, you know, cum filled slip all and slide all the way down to just radicalization, right? Like it's mm-hmm. there's there's no love shy guys left unless they're just, they're not, they don't exist here. We're not, not
2: lamenting like the love shy guys though. No. Like.
3: <laughs> no. no, this isn't, this isn't just like lamenting a formerly endangered species. This is just.
2: Uh, they just,
3: they just used to exist, exist and they don't exist It's simple taxonomy, you know? Well, like, wow. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Believe me, if you watch shy boys IRL, you would not feel like l- the love shy guys are just like a this, soft d- know, endangered species.
2: You know the well, one love shy yeah. guy, Michael, who was the founder of the forum. I think on the one hand, he's kind of responsible for like untold <laughs> evil since he created the forum where all of these like incels met each other and um, started an doing, doing what they were doing um but he's also just like like he's he's like a kicked puppy um that it's like on the one hand you kind of want to also kick him but then you feel a little bit bad um (laughs) I would not kick a real puppy if I if I saw an actual puppy out in the wild Mm -hmm. I would pick them up but like he he just looks and acts like like he knows he's pathetic and he's going like oh I'm so pathetic and it makes me want to bully him, he's but like, I think he's in, like in other people that in might, that way. yeah, in in other people it might like provoke some sympathy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there is one one love shy guy who founded the forum, and then the other two who are like the main people that feature in the documentary are um, self described incels, and I have always found that distinction to be really revealing because someone who is like too awkward to find love. Um, They're also, you know, not fucking, but Mm -hmm. the experience of love um, encompasses a lot more than just sex. And saying about yourself that you want love um, implies that you are wanting a human being with a personality that complements yours and makes you feel good about yourself and someone that you can do things with. Um, Like a, a love shies, condition can only be cured by them falling in love um, and having it be reciprocated. But an incel just stops being an incel whenever they finally have sex. And the implication of that is that all sex is interchangeable and that the other person involved could really be anyone at all. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, like that attitude like comes from men denying
3: the humanity of their sexual partners. It's I mean, you could say it's about dominance, but a lot of it is about denial of humanity, real or hypothetical. And and that's exactly what causes the repulsion. The the disgust and hatred isn't theoretical. Um, it's expressed on like the bodies of women men sexually desire, like, and on their own bodies. I mean, you can see that with the way that incels talk about like their biological traits and how they need to be like they need to shave off bone or whatever, one millimeter of bone between them and like Chadhood like one example of how men do this to women Relatable. is by reducing women to like a set of isolated body parts to evaluate um the way men talk about women's body parts if they're not attached to human people or as as if the body part is like the the person like um the way that they say things like roasty which i got called in a mcdonald's uh by a 15 year old which what I found that? very depressing. It was a very it was a very hu- weird moment where uh he bumped into me and went, excuse me, roasty, and then like, What is that? It like like as if the vagina is roast beef, right? Because the vagina looks like Why roast beef. Why would
2: he know if you have a vagina or what it looks like? No, no.
3: I mean he just he just did, I guess, and <laughs> And I guess, uh, like, uh, the sad thing is knowing that, like, later, because, like, I was just kind of, like, bewildered, I didn't say anything, and he kind of ran the other direction, like, in, like, two seconds. The sad thing is knowing that he probably went on the forums, like, afterwards, like, that night, and was, like, just fucking schooled, like, a fucking roasty, like, in the middle of the McDonald's or whatever the hell. It was a, It was a crazy thing. I'd never seen somebody actually, like, use the terminology in real life but it
2: was nuts. Yeah, I guess that's, like, an extreme version of that, and I feel like it also happens on, like, a less uh, overtly hostile level, the way that, like, men will describe themselves as being, like, ass men or something, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, Mm -hmm. they're, they're like, dehumanizing women by, like, separating them into just their body parts. Or, like, when they are talking about, a woman's attractiveness, like they break her down into like the different parts that she has and like evaluates mm-hmm. them rather than like talking about her beauty as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um and, and like even when that. they're trying to do that in a complimentary way, just like the way that it comes across is is because this like idea of dehumanization is like so baked into the culture. Yeah, and I mean, you can see that in Shy Boys itself.
1: Incels like soft porn because they've never seen a vagina. The most most of them I've ever seen is like a girl in a bikini. So they're going to end up jerking off to that because that's what they've seen in real life because a vagina and titties because they've never seen those IRL is kind of scary to them. I think there's some projection going on here. You're the one who's afraid of vaginas. Oh, wait, you're the one... That just reminded me of the threat. I'm terrified of female genitals. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I just don't like looking at them. Guys just want to fuck them. They don't want to like look at them. They're like, they look like you they like the meat about. sockets. Bumping ugly. They're not beautiful. They're not. Do you like the way dicks look, Sarah? Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Let us look at pictures of... (laughs) Oh, God, I can't even look at it. I'm serious. Like, I I Google vaginas, and I get this fucking picture. I can't even fucking look at it. I don't like looking at them. They're too low. Guys probably don't. They're too low? Yes.
2: What do you mean they're too low?
1: I wish they were were parallel with my dick.
2: Uh, what did you think of that? I... I, I love eat. that line. I he, wish they well, were parallels in like my dick.
3: He talks about meat like he he talks about it like it's meat. Like that's what I'm saying. Like roasty is just like a it's a evolution of that mindset of like uh, a vagina just looks like meat to me. Um, and not mm-hmm. like something that is a, a biological part of a human body that is attached to a human being. Um, yeah, well and, and like obviously it's,
2: like, it's just very like um I mean, it's it's rude, um, mm-hmm. and it also doesn't make a lot of sense to, no. to be, like, talking about a body part that is attached to, like, a kind of person that you are mm-hmm. attracted to and interested in, and then just, like, talking about it in such disparaging terms, mm-hmm. um, as if that's not going to affect, uh, you know, whatever potential partners you have, which is maybe why I think it's, part, it's part of why he has not had any.
3: It's interesting how he he picks it apart in terms of, like, its positioning, like, how it needs to be parallel with his penis. That I have been puzzling
2: over for I don't know what that means. I have been puzzling over that (laughs) for over a decade because I have had sex before in my life Mm -hmm. um, where there is a vagina and a penis involved. And the positions that you would be limited to if... The vagina was parallel to the dick. Also, parallel. Also, some of us, some of us are short. No, well, okay, if they're lines, Um, but (laughs) some of us are short, and um, Mm. some people are tall, and so the what what would be parallel for a vagina and a penis will change depending on the height. Of the person that has the penis. So if, if, it if would only be it, parallel once.
3: If he wants it to be parallel, what does that mean that it's currently at right now? Like, is it perpendicular? Like, what are we talking about here?
2: Like, I'm not... Uh, I'm trying to think of it in terms of lines. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it, it boggles the mind. Like, I don't you know, know where I'm not a the vagina person, is currently so. situated um, in, in mm-hmm. relation to to the the dick Mm -hmm. it's not parallel though um but i i just think that like it being parallel would cause a lot of logistical problems problems. i think think he has has not saying is that he wants it to be
3: like like right below the belly button Mm -hmm. or like replace the belly button altogether you're creating like what is essentially a cronenberg like body horror
2: monster i would Um. not want my (laughs) vagina to be belly button placed Mm -hmm. that I think that that would just be like annoying anyway um, (laughs) (laughs) he he has and I'm not recommending that men watch porn I think that he would be worse off um, Mm -hmm. if he did but he said that he's only seen softcore porn which is like what that's like pictures of like women in bikinis or something right it's like um, well
3: lit shots of two people humping but it's like just butts like you do not see the genitals that's what i would assume like when i see when i hear softcore porn i think about it wait like, it's just butts well like like you're, what you're, the you're fuck? watching i'm saying you're watching people hump but you like don't see their genitals right you're just kind of like watching two people hump
2: you know I see. i have never watched porn <laughs> like, none of this makes any sense to I me i guess i just i feel like I was going to say, maybe he doesn't that, like... know what the mechanics of sex are, because he's never had it, and he's mm-hmm. only consumed the kinds of porn that would not display that, so he's he's just beholden yeah. to his own fantasies. But you could, like, read a book, right, about, like, how does sex work? I feel like when I had not had sex in my life, um, I did not think the same things that he did. And I no. I also had not watched um, porn. Uh, I mean, so I, what I, I had to I don't know was what his a, excuse is. But I guess it's- several it,
3: different children's books on the birds mm-hmm. and the bees. Um, and they all had pictures. You know, he could read one of those.
2: Um,
3: all <laughs> See, cartoons. I didn't, I didn't
2: have any of that. I actually, mm-hmm. um, I'll, be, I'll be vulnerable for a moment. Yeah. Um, I learned how to suck dick on Tumblr because oh, someone, yeah. when I was, like, 13, posted, like, a 10-point um, explainer about, like, how to do it. Was it on PowerPoint and I was not, slides and in Comic Sans? It was, we were not at that era of Tumblr yet. Okay, 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 um, okay. And I also was not at the era of sucking dick yet. Mm-hmm. But I just was like, I'm gonna store no, this closed. information away <laughs> for, for later. Um, Did you and, blog it and tag it reference? I did not do that, but I did, I did, like I saved it. So, and I memorized the points um, so that I would have it for when Mm -hmm. the time came. And then the time did come eventually. And I was like mechanically like going through like points one through 10. And the person was like, like nicely, but was like, what's what's going on here? (laughs) And I'm like, hold on, you're going to mess me up. I'm uh, I'm at step five. (laughs) I'm going to have to start over. (laughs) Um, So I don't know what the moral of that is, but um, I guess getting getting back to the dehumanization um, Uh of of women, um, Dworkin says... (laughs) That the reason um, for this is that to the men that do this, the, the woman has no human dimension, no human meaning. The repulsion requires no explanation, no rationalization. She has no internal life, no human resonance. She needs no human explanation. Her flesh is hated. She is it without more. The hatred is by rote with no human individuation, no highfalutin philosophy or pedestrian emotional ambivalence. The repulsion is inherent to sex itself, and the repulsion is justified by the physical experience of sex where it occurs. Um, So that's why it's okay for these men to talk about um, like women's vaginas or other body parts that women have in like such like gross and coarse terms because they do not see um, like the internal life behind, like, this hypothetical woman that they are talking mm-hmm. about. Um, like, the woman is completely depersonalized from this experience of sex. And so even though she's, like, she has to be physically present um, for the repulsion to occur, the for the man that is having this experience, like, the phenomena of repulsion is sexually solipsistic. Um, There's nothing that the woman can do as an individual on the receiving end of this experience to stop it from occurring because it's not about her. She might as well be anyone else for all that her individual, uh, individuality matters to the man involved. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So just like going back to the Logan Paul podcast, which is called impulsive, um <laughs> Logan's it's, it's friend It's a great
3: name. Can I just I
2: do like it's it. It's a great name. I think I like it. <laughs> whoever came up with that, if it was Logan, great job. Like Yeah. excellent pun. I mean, he once again why I like him better than Jake is that he's he's better at his uh personal branding because mm-hmm. Jake's fans, Jake calls them the Jake Paulers, lazy.
3: Yeah, lazy. Very
2: lazy. lazy. Um Logan's fans are called the Logang that's that, like, yeah, you know, fun. it's clever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on Logan Paul's podcast, Impulsive, um, <laughs> Logan's friend, um, one of them, said that his feeling of post-nut clarity stopped occurring when he met his wife and had sex with her. And then Logan and the other guy that isn't Logan, um, they start getting excited in a way that I think is extremely unbecoming um <laughs> but they're they're getting excited because this is the moment that they are all waiting for like the idea of becoming a kind of person where this phenomena doesn't occur is unfathomable like like to work on yourself and become a person like who does not experience this repulsion is like so far outside of the realm of imagination because it's a core part of their sexual identity as men but finding one person who doesn't like inspire these feelings in them is something that they think is possible and something to strive for
3: yeah I mean it's like it contradicts almost like Dworkin's idea that impulsion or impulsion uh, Ah. is impersonal uh, I mean, like, she she says that it, it's evident in Tolstoy's work that his repulsion is not, uh, his repulsion not in the woman's body, not in her inherent nature, but in sexual intercourse, the nature of the act, what it means, the in, the inequality of the sexes intrinsic to it, its morbid consequences to the dignity and self-esteem of men. But, like, yet... Logan's friend's wife was able to change this experience of sex for him like they they you know you can see you can even you, you can't see it in the clip to your listener but they're like they're like jumping up and down they're like we will really, link in they're process. having like a joyous yeah they're having and a joyous you can watch experience it. <laughs> and they're like this is like to them the idea of like that kind of intimacy like oh, she's the one. Like she actually made me think of her as a human being. Yeah, because like otherwise, a joyous experience.
2: Sex it's, has morbid consequences. Yeah, to the dignity and self esteem of men. Morbid. Yeah, it's going to kill morbid them. Morbid. It's terrible. <laughs> it may, you know, it re- <laughs> it's, it's so sad for them whenever they have sex, sick. but they can't. They can't stop themselves. They're sickly. But it's killing they're, them. <laughs> they're sickly. They're
3: pale. They're they're sweating. They have a fever. Mm-hmm. It's truly like they're uh, an orphan dying of scarlet fever. But they can't um, stop
2: themselves. But they can't stop it. They can't they stop it. They have to keep fucking. I mean, like,
3: you know, in another of Tolstoy's, like, stories, he, he self-inserts, I don't know why I said stories, like, in, a, in scare quotes just there, but, <laughs> 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 like, uh, that's not what I mean. Um, his, like, self-insert character is arguing with a woman who sees love as, like, the basis for equality in a relationship. Uh, and the basis for like women's humanity and marriage, like the idea of of being loved as a as a fully realized human being, and of course Tolstoy's self insert uh, rejects that outright because his repulsion, which he believes to be universal experience of every man, is exactly the thing that prevents women from being human. Like it is men's authority, like on the subject of love, that prevents them from being human, and like he knows literary. <laughs>
2: Literary tip, okay. SparkNotes moment for you guys. Um, there's always a Tolstoy self insert. Mm-hmm. Um, always it an is, and a, it's not subtle. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Uh huh. Like this, this short story is one where he's definitely just like rewriting an argument with a woman that he had, like that he mm-hmm. like had a conversation with, and yeah, was like, "No, at a I'll party. show, I'll show her." <laughs> Um. <laughs> like Yeah, I mean, like, not only does he believe
3: his experience is universal, uh, he would like this argument with a woman was like, just a universal thought. Like, he believes it's like an innate biological trait of men. Like, so there's nothing that they can do to change this except like, never fucking again become Volcel, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, and it's funny, because like, a lot of men, you know, think about these things as innate biological traits, including like Logan and his friends. But, like, the idea of men recognizing women's humanity in a relationship is, like, absurd and impossible, according to Tolstoy. And therefore, equality in a relationship is totally impossible as well. Like, it's always going to be a power struggle. The relationship between men and women will always be, with the women as, like, to quote Tolstoy, the same humiliated and depraved slave and the man still a depraved slave owner. They emancipate women in universities and in law courts, but continue to regard her as an object of enjoyment. Teach her, as she is taught among us, to regard herself as such, and she will always remain an inferior being. You. Okay. It sounds like he's <laughs> saying women are emancipated and that's bad, but really he's saying like men are given this lifelong struggle of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of having to emancipate women, and God, doesn't it suck to have a job? guys
2: he's saying it's really hard out here for men and he's saying that like also that the like for him and he like many men who um you know don't have access to the immortal science of marxism leninism um like believe that their personal experiences are universal and Mm -hmm. so like he has this experience of like intense repulsion during sex, um, and, like, around, like, sexual desire, Mm -hmm. and he assumes that every man also has this experience, and that because every man has this experience, it is, like, a naturally occurring, unavoidable part of having sex, and so there's no way for women to be like, truly equal to men, no matter how many, like, rights or jobs or whatever you give them, because men will always, like, associate them with these feelings of, like, shame and guilt and desire and disgust, like, all mixed yeah. up in one, and as a result, like, treat them poorly. Um, which is, it's, it's interesting logic um, for a couple reasons. I would imagine that Tolstoy is probably right that it is a lot of men who feel this way about sex but I think it's the the projection into both like completely universalizing it and also being like and this is how it always will be um, is something that I feel like is honestly very very common in like pickup artist circles like men's rights um like forums and stuff it's it's very prevalent in like nofap forums who definitely have similar ideas to Tolstoy around coming um where it's just like the the way that you feel about these experiences are the like something that is just like rooted in your nature they're very Mm -hmm. interested in like Innate evolutionary biological, yeah. biology and like Inherent biological determinism
3: yeah they love saying um, that like men are apes who just like want to fuck all the time um mm-hmm. and that they can't help but cheat and then <laughs> that there's just something I mean, inherently biological and here. alpha about about their uh fucking appendix i don't goddamn know but like they they seem to think that there's i say some that part also their, yeah
2: that their when appendix that are when people are like <laughs> How come you cheated on me again after you said that you wouldn't? I'm like, it's just in my nature, baby. You knew yeah. that I was a scorpion when I got on your back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the documentary Shy Boys IRL, it was filmed by um, Sarah Gardafi, which I might be mispronouncing, but she's a woman, and um, her camera person was a man named Kyle. And, like, I really I cannot recommend watching this movie enough. Um, but one of my favorite, like, elements of this documentary is the way that the shy boys are just, like, magnetically drawn to Kyle. And I don't know if it's, like, his proximity to a woman, like, that he was working with a woman to make this documentary. And so they were, like, he hangs out with women and, and we don't, so, like, he must, he must know things. Or if, like, maybe he came off really cool and charismatic in person he's the camera guy so i don't get to see that much of him he's pretty pretty silent but the shy boys um do not want him to stay behind the scenes they keep drawing attention all the time to kyle as an example of someone that they think is like really cool and like definitely gets laid all the time um when the two incels from the, the documentary are shopping for clothes to like remake themselves into to hot men um they point out Kyle's like sick outfit um, as an outfit that women would definitely be into, and he's wearing like a plaid shirt. Like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't look bad, but no, he just he, looks normal. like he looks like a guy, um, normal normal guy, yeah, capital N, like. yeah. And then they're like talking about you know their strategies for getting laid, which neither of them have ever done, um, and Kyle points out that they are like developing these really intense strategies based on never talking to a woman. <laughs> um, and so they, they assume that maybe Kyle has some moves that he can teach them. Um, and he, he just makes the assumption or like the suggestion of not looking at women as a monolithic group of people that you can game. Um, and so then this is what one of the incels who goes by his internet <laughs> ha- handle of urban white trash says back
1: I, I don't know I think you have somewhat feminist views but I mean that's it yeah you do yeah I agree that women are people <gasps> no see that's bullshit and if you don't realize that then you've been brainwashed
2: Oh, and that's, and that's the clip yeah
3: Ugh, I mean like we mentioned this before uh, but it's really funny that like dworkin will set us up with these things like men hate women for being sexy and just when you think she's gone too far when like you know if, if you're if you're reading the book along with us right now you might have maybe you'll read something you'll go whoa that's a little bit too far you get like a verbatim quote from a man going even further than that and just being like if you believe women are people you are brainwashed (laughs) <laughs> you've been like you are you True. are the patty you are the patty Hearst of men like <laughs> yeah, you're a fucking sheep you're you're a sheep you're a man that's what they follow. want you to think yeah 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 you know uh, <laughs> uh and evidently like men will continue to tell on themselves it's a tale as old as time what's so funny is that kyle like gives the shy boys the key to defeating their repulsion and finding love which is just like acknowledging women's humanity just like yeah, I believe women are people, which is usually like an argument that you would give somebody who like says like oh are you like are you like progressive are you liberal, and you just say like yeah I believe in like these fundamental very simple human rights, you know, uh, <laughs> and so it's like it's just funny and the, like they he he's given them the key and they've rejected it outright they've thrown it into the bushes like just like Tolstoy did a hundred years before them like because they believe it to be impossible. Like, if you what? believe women are people, you simply do not understand the role you must take on as a man in society.
2: That's so what, sad. What um, human rights do liberals believe in? Like, the, I don't the know. Like, right to not, like, raise your property taxes?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I just more mean, like, like saying, like, yeah, I believe women are people as, like, a basic argument uh, is, like, usually a basic argumentative tactic that people sometimes employ with, like, uh, people who are like oh are you a feminist and you're like yeah I believe like the simple thing rather than like they're uh that I'm part of a cabal that like is going to you know shoot them boy lasers out of my eyes or whatever the fuck but like he's given them the key he's just given them the key just like say like he yeah a woman a woman is a human being with thoughts and feelings
2: mm-hmm. and they're
3: like that's propaganda you're it is propaganda <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's propaganda and you're, like, on the same level as, like, a cult member for believing that women are people.
2: Yeah. And so, like, maybe it seemed like Logan's friend, whatever his name is, like, disproved Andrea's thesis by mm. getting over his, his post-nut <laughs> clarity. But unfortunately, that's not the case. No. Miss Dorkin's still right. I, I will not go as far as to say that Logan's friend stopped being misogynist entirely um and that that was what freed him from his mind prison of perpetual post-nut clarity Uh, i could i could actually i could say with near certainty that he did not stop being misogynist based on the many episodes of impulsive that i have listened to um, but Everybody like right I think, now,
3: give a salute to Cerise for listening to like no, many I loved I love doing it <laughs> voluntarily. <laughs> okay, I think you deserve a salute anyway for voluntarily listening to mm-hmm. many many episodes of Impulsive.
2: I like I stayed up until like six a.m. a couple of days ago, like watching Impulsive clips, just like listening to Logan Paul talking about like meeting girls at the club and like wanting to find love. But, like, the girls at the club, like, they don't love him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Anyway. (laughs) Hatred for women. Yeah. Like, any other kind of um, bigotry, it can come in degrees. So, you know, we've got, like, Russian Redditor Leo Tolstoy and the shy boys. They're all the way on, like, one far end of the spectrum. But I would imagine like a lot of men are probably not um, expressing out loud or even consciously thinking any of the things that we've shared like those people Mm saying. I don't think that Logan Paul would call women like mere objects for men's enjoyment. But even though he's not expressing those ideas, he and his friends are still experiencing the same symptom of repulsion that Tolstoy names um, so some men are able to acknowledge some of the humanity of some women, um, while viewing others as objects. And in doing that, they can allow themselves to like experience like a facsimile of love. But they like when this happens, they think that it's due to some special credit of the woman. Like in the Logan Paul clip, like they're all like, "Yeah, when you meet the right one, like that's what's gonna happen." But it's not really like something that the woman is doing, especially it's actually their own doing of um, allowing themselves to recognize that the woman that they are with is a person, at least to some extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, hashtag
3: not like other girls, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very Morgan? real thing. F- He's not like the other girls? No, I'm saying they're the the wife, these women who they're having sex with, they're not like other girls. You know, they're different. They're special. How are they special? How are they different? Don't know.
2: Their men did um, not feel disgust after yeah. after he yeah. <laughs> came in them.
3: He wow. was like,
2: actually, I think I'll stick around. What, a, um, <laughs> what an achievement you must feel as, as this non-Logan
3: person's wife um, mm-hmm. I mean like this is what Dworkin meant when she said as like we quoted in the previous episode that the end of male domination would for some men mean the end of sex right and that's how a lot of people view it like as as the married person in the room
2: right mm-hmm. you're um, not
3: married I, to a man I, I'm not but I will say I'm married to someone who a lot of people socialize as a man um, so at least at the moment so uh we do we during planning the wedding we had a lot of people just be like oh isn't in this like just the end of your life now isn't it like this is the end of everything that you hold dear and now there's we're just plunging head first into the fucking void cavern that is married life because you're not gonna you're gonna have to ask for sex all the time <laughs> as mm-hmm. opposed to not asking uh, you're gonna have to like follow her every whim like yes dear is there are the two keywords in every stable marriage like that kind of shit it's like the end of well,
2: it, it's like just like when you maxed out your parents credit cards when you went on vacation to cabo and then Stop. your parents had to sell one of their prized dressage enough. horses, <laughs> I can't and then they had to—you you know—they they, marriage is just like that where you have to you hand over the reins of the horse, God, I had to a new owner, and, and and you are the horse. Our season two you is starting early. <laughs> I think that you're stealing "Married to a Man" Valor, but I'm saying I'll, I'll I'm let it saying slide. That, that, that it's it's very clear that even
3: like in like so many marriages they just consider like seeing another person as a human being to the extent that you will like legally tie yourself to that person um and like move in with them and start a family with them or whatever you're gonna do Yeah, like in the nuclear sense people will like the nuclear family sense people will see marriage as the end of sex right Um, And I feel like it's, it's the same kind of concept. Like it's impossible for men who feel repulsion um, in like we have been describing to like see sex as anything different from an exchange between like a user and the used. So like Tolstoy thought that like obedience rather than love was the correct basis for a marriage and a wife's obedience to her husband was a measure of a man's masculinity. It is exactly these beliefs Uh, which men use to justify their repulsion that caused the repulsion itself it is shameful and lacking dignity to have someone as intimate as sex with uh like having sex with someone who's inferior to you someone who you have like no respect for at all but when the lack of respect is intrinsic to the experience of fucking the shame will always be there and it becomes what men accept as a normal element of sexual desire you
2: know yeah like Dworkin says that we're okay, actually, like who I'm trying to think about who is beneath me. I can't I can't really think of that for an example. But I'm sure that such that well, probably many just, many such people exist. Me, but I think like like the idea of like having sex with someone that I have like zero, respect for and like don't want to acknowledge as a human being because there are some people that I feel that way about where I'm like "Mm, you're you're a little bit removed from personhood um the I like I I can imagine that if I were to like for some reason go through with having sex with them I would feel disgusting about myself after because Mm -hmm. I've like lowered myself um and that like will make me feel ashamed like I shouldn't be doing this. Um, and so I, yeah, I think like it makes perfect sense. Dworkin says that the absence of any moral dimensions from a man's approach to sex, especially, signifies the inferiority of the woman, because relations with a human on the same level as oneself always have a moral dimension, which does not mean that one is morally good, only that one is morally accountable. But disrespect for sexual partners is so normal for men under patriarchy that they don't realize the extremely obvious connection between why they feel the way that they do after sex and how they feel about the people they choose to have sex with. Um, Now, I think we will be the first the first ones to say that we do not respect every woman. No, because some of them are very dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Um, we're always in their business. so. (laughs) But we, we decide whether someone is worthy of our respect based on our evaluation of them as people, um, mm. based on their their character or their outfits, which is the same thing. Yeah. Um, men choose which partners, if any, are worthy of their respect based on women as a class. And I think before we watch this Logan Paul clip, or play, play the audio for it, whatever, whatever, is like the... The part that Dworkin says about like being morally accountable to someone who is your equal during sex, I think is is like really key, mm-hmm. um, because like she is not saying right that like that this uh, it like it that that having relations with a human on the same level. Um, always has a moral dimension. And it doesn't mean that one is morally good, only that one is morally accountable. And there's an anecdote that she brings up in in this chapter of a man who like by his own view is being like sexually debauched, right? Like he's, he's doing stuff that like are like actions that he doesn't respect, like with people that he doesn't respect in sex. Um, and one of those things for him is like paying people to have sex with him. Um, like he views that as like being depraved. And so there's a moment in in this anecdote where he like um, has sex with a woman and doesn't pay her or is unable to pay her. And like the, the thought of that is like so haunting to him because it like in his mind places them on the same level when there isn't this like monetary exchange of power that he like goes looking for her so that he can find her and pay her. And this is not the same thing as like me. I'm not making any um, moral judgments about uh, sex work, but that like in this person's view, like doing this, what like signified his status as superior. And then also was wondering like, Oh, why do I feel shame all the time around (laughs) sex but then like insisting on putting um women in a position that he felt made them inferior to him and was intentionally seeking sex out with people that he found inferior to him um and actually that's that's kind of exactly what is going on in this other episode of impulsive where they um ask a a time-honored question um should you have sex on the first date mm, a classic
0: if it's really your wife do you want to have that type of interaction with her on the first or second or third night like you got to work there's for entire conversations around
1: this yeah
0: you know what i'm saying like you're you, gonna sleep with I, your wife on the first night do you think i, I, I
1: don't think so you think personally no really yeah i don't think so what if the sparks I, fly do you know she's yeah, an
0: innocent girl? You've seen it through time. She's not one uh, to like slip into dicks. Like yeah. she's like, yo, this is a picnic How in the end park up in this dick. I think it's tough. Whoa. How did I end up inside this cock? I, and it's not the first one. I've slipped into many dicks before it. I, I can only say this. I can only what say this. Fuck? From
4: from looking back, any time that's ever happened, yeah, it has not worked out. Got because it. Because clearly I'm not married. Okay. So based on statistics. <laughs> Based on <laughs> statistical logical analysis, as Logan Paul might like, um, it has happened. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think I'll. Uh, I think I'll meet her. I think it'll develop over time, friendship. I, I I would prefer to foster a friendship before it becomes intimate, so it's not predicated on uh, physicality. Yeah.
0: Have you, you Have you had regular dates without sleeping on the first night? Absolutely. And you're not married. <laughs>
4: I'm 26, man. That's what (laughs) I'm saying. Your
0: theology there doesn't make sense. (laughs) The ideology. One one thing I will say is, and once again, to to back back on it, is any girl that I've ever had like pretty substantial feelings for or a desire to move into any kind of longer lasting relationship with have, I would say, I think 100% been girls that made me wait past the first three or four nights.
2: So I feel like that was like getting to sit in on Plato's Symposium. I also oh, it's such for a meaning those, of
3: the minds for the those of that. us who are
2: not familiar with the the dulcet tones of Logan Paul's voice, Logan Paul's sole contributions to this conversation were saying, "There's lots of conversations about this," um, and then correcting his friend. Who said that his other friend had like bad uh, theology? And he goes, "Theology—that's ideology. That's all that Logan Paul had to say." Um, but I just—it's all he. There's, needs to, there's right? many. <laughs> there's many conversations about this, as if that—that's—that means that this is a. Yeah, there's many conversations. Great there's many conversations. There's whole Morgan. conversations about. this. I mean,
3: who who could forget what, what do the do scholar
2: think? Carrie Bradshaw and what she mm-hmm. has to say about who should have sex on the first date? Kenny. Um, I know that you're like married and uh-huh. and so therefore like not dating, but like mm-hmm. in a hypothetical where you are. Okay. Um, okay. Sex on the first date, what's your stance? Yes or no? Pro or con? I I think yeah.
3: I mean, now that like I'm I'm old enough to not like I think like if if it was if I was still like very, like one to two people into having sex I'd probably feel a little differently you know what I mean um but now I don't know like if i if I was this age if I was this age now and currently dating I probably have sex on the first date yeah probably
2: I am team sex on the first date mm-hmm. um. I can because see, then you, I see the then the, you've got it out of the way. It's it's and you very know. important. I think. Well, and and also I think if you are not feeling, if you're not feeling into it, mm-hmm. by the end of the date, like that's, and you don't have sex at the end of the date, that's a sign. I think. Yeah. Then you then yeah. you also know, mm-hmm. um, technically, the first time that I had sex was on, a first date, sort of. Good for you. We had to we had to schedule it because I was. A teenager.
3: Yeah. Um.
2: So we were like, when? Got a pencil. When? What? Yeah. C- like, it was the first date.
4: Um <laughs> yeah.
2: And I was like, I would like to have s- sex, but we got to figure out a time that works for our mm-hmm. our part time work schedules, and also for um when our respective parents will not be home. So it, it happened yeah. at like ten thirty a.m. on a Tuesday. Um. And I don't know what Logan Paul would have to say about that. Um, I think to maybe, me, like, that I'm not worthy. You know, well, maybe, I, Logan, maybe Logan wouldn't say it, but the other ones would say I'm not worthy of their respect. But not to I think that's also change. why – that's why it's good to do it. Because yeah, if, I if, if see, there's someone involved who thinks that about you, like, I wouldn't want to go that. on three or four dates with them.
3: I personally had, like, some pretty – like, di- like I'll be vulnerable. I had some pretty – difficult. you know, not to change the vibe immediately, but I think it's important to bring up just in terms of, like – if we're gonna, like, talk about Logan Paul's intimate relationship with sex, we might as well talk about our own. I hmm. feel as though, um, to me, the, the the big difficulty for me with, like, getting over my feelings on sex initially early on was just, like, I was healing from sexual trauma, um, and so, like, having sex the first, like, three or four times with different people, um, was difficult for me. Um, I just wasn't, like, sure... I wasn't sure which, like what my intimacy was versus theirs. Like it kind of felt like at like in the moment because I was healing from that sexual trauma, it was all kind of blending together. And I wasn't sure like how I felt about that, those sexual moments. So I kind of distanced myself initially in like my early years from um, like having sex and, and like intimacy for a bit because I was just like, okay, I'm not really sure how I feel like, about other people, so I need to, like, really, after having, like, a lot of sex, after having sexual trauma um, with, like, three or four different people, I realized, like, I wasn't really sure how, like, what I wanted from sex, and so I took, like, quite a bit of, like, boundaries with other people after that moment, and then eventually, like, as I grew older and I started to heal more from it, I started getting a more cogent idea of, like, what I what I wanted from sex, um, like in both like details wise, like what I needed, um, in order to to, to finish, but also what like I wanted from the experience of. you are allowed to say come. I come. I don't. I On just don't know podcast. with like. I just don't know with Apple's guidelines whether or not I'm allowed to say come or finish. Um, but I was. We you said know.
2: <laughs> fucking multiple times already. We did.
3: It's true. I forget. Sometimes it's also in
2: the title. <laughs> They censor it on Apple Podcasts. It's crazy. Um, well, I I was really I was talking more hypothetically because I don't yeah. I even really go on dates, but just like but like it's as, a, me, like as now, a rule. I think I'm team sex on the first yeah. date, and I think now like, that I like why as, not to me, it's like
3: if if I was properly socialized at the moment, I'd probably be team sex on the first date when I was younger. Now, as an as an adult, I'm also team sex on the first date. I think if you had asked me like a couple years ago, I would say no.
2: Mm-hmm. But like, in a now, world I think... of Charlottes yeah. and and Carries, you you want to be a Samantha, yeah. Um, but I think also like really the the idea of you know, not really getting involved with straight men like this, mm-hmm. but the idea of being with someone who feels about me um the way that these, like, men were just describing where if you don't make them wait for, like, arbitrary reasons, then they won't respect you mm-hmm. um is not a kind of person that I would want to be with. Mm-hmm. So I think fi- finding that out early on um would just be – that'd be good information for me because I would hate to go on four dates with someone, have sex with them, and be like, and now you've earned my respect. See, exactly. That would be – a waste of my time
3: I'm very much at the point in my life where I'm like I would absolutely like if I wasn't married I'd absolutely need to know if we are going to connect on an intimate level um before I just go on like a couple more dates with you because like you just I can't tell just from by from going on a date with you if you're like going like in terms of like your sexual performance what's going to happen
2: mm-hmm. so sexual you know,
3: performance performance very very virgo-coded yeah. um so like <laughs> i mean i had I th- you know i've got my excel spreadsheet at the ready uh my surveys
2: uh my exit survey for every single every single yeah. sex partner <laughs> so the like disrespect um for the women that med want to fuck it can it can look like this ob- obvious example of logan paul and his friends Um, where they want to base their disrespect in sexual standards that they are not holding themselves to because it does does take at least two people to have sex on the first date Um, and that's always the funniest part to me about like this whole conversation because Mm -hmm. if you're of the stance that it's like morally abhorrent or like that someone is debasing themselves or whatever to like have sex with you on the first date like why would you have sex with them mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: like the whole it's time you're going like baby are degrading street. yourself right now like yeah this is gross um but yeah like that's what that's one example but there are like other ways that this like attitude can um i guess make themselves known um it can look like men having women that they desire sexually but um, like would be ashamed to see with in public, um, still having relationships with those, those women, or men who only want to be in relationships with women that they see as extensions of their image, but they'll pursue other women for sexual gratification. Um, Men voicing their attraction to women that they think are like dumb or women that they believe are terrible human beings, but for some reason still want to have sex with them. Um, Because like when you think about it, um, why would you want to fuck someone who repulses you from the outset? Like mm-hmm. the cognitive dissonance required for that, where you're creating a mental split of someone's character, which like that's you know their humanity, and then separating that from their sexual desirability. Like, of course, you're going to feel shame afterwards because you just you just did a shameful, weird thing. Like which you was just split someone yeah. that you think is gross, yeah, or like someone that you think has like a terrible personality that you don't want to be around or mm-hmm. someone that you wouldn't want to be seen yeah, with in you public, just,
3: you just split a person in two uh in a sense and that's gross that's shameful and that's very weird
2: uh just don't do we it we have a another impulsive yeah uh, <laughs> but another yeah. impulsive clip um about this very thing yeah um it's you know, it's interesting how Logan really he does not talk very much in his no. own podcast. He doesn't talk. Uh, he lets his friends talk very often. Mm-hmm. He's making space for women and femmes and well, <laughs> for men also.
0: <laughs> Dude, I actually there was a point in my life where I'd gotten so used to a, a two-motion splooge that I got so good at finishing and my hand immediately opened the Uber app. Like, like immediate like I would I would finish Uber app. Uber's outside to the girl, like every fucking time. Come Uber app, and I had to break that fucking habit. Uh,
3: very obsessed, incredible <laughs> <laughs> obsessed. I, I love. I didn't even realize that uh, the non Logan was wearing a G Unit shirt. I think that that mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that's flavor text that the pay pigs need if they're listening to this on audio, which they are um
2: (laughs) that man also who who's he's doing two pumps and then calling Mm -hmm. an uber he's like 42 i don't know why he's on (laughs) like like the 26 year old logan's podcast to
3: to like i said this before to you before we started recording but to be 40 and be a professional hanger on like you probably just need to be euthanized at that point. You are you're not no even the main influencer. You're in the
2: yeah, influencer's entourage. For an entourage. influencer, like you're in the influence,
3: an influencer's entourage, not even like a celebrity's well, entourage. That's a, so sad. a
2: disgraced YouTuber's. Yeah, like comeback sad. podcast. Sad. Sad, like sad, sad, sad. side co-host. Like euthanization. That's euthanization. Tragic.
3: Euthanization <laughs> out. You need Logan. to be put out to
2: pasture, like old yeller is on this podcast begging for guidance, begging for help. He's talking about meeting women at the club and feeling sad because Wanting love. like, he wants love. They don't want love from him. And then his friend, who I, I, I don't know his name, um, he will chime in and he's like, yeah, it's so hard. Like, Finding love at the club, and it's like, dude, you are forty. Forty. Why are you going to 40. the same club as Logan Paul, meeting the same girls that Logan Paul is meeting? And also, he's always calling the women that he, um, like, has relationships with girls, which mm-hmm. I think, um, you can maybe get a, you can get away with that in your twenties if you want, but once you hit the the forties, yeah, for sure.
3: When you're in your 20s, you probably consider yourself a boy. So that's fine. But if you're mm-hmm. like, "I'm a boy." And you if if I heard the words, "I'm a boy," or <laughs> come out of the mouth of a like 40-year-old, 40-year-old man. Old man, I'm just a boy I'm looking run. for love at the club. I'm just a little baby. <laughs> I'm just a little baby boy. I'm just mm-hmm. a silly goofy little guy. You're not a little mm-hmm. guy. You're like you're 40 old. years old
2: <laughs> tweeting about like how women belong to the streets
3: like <laughs> I just come in an Uber app. Oh my god, dude. I mean this is not to say it's not to That's say like, Logan. Logan wants love, right? But it's not to say that like every single man has sex with the with needs to within like the need to be so for for the person that they're having sex with to be someone that they can fall in love or have a committed relationship with. Like love is the basis for acknowledging women's humanity in a relationship because real love requires seeing someone as they are. But recognizing your sexual partner's humanity doesn't require romantic love, right? Like,
2: Yeah, like, Dworkin isn't... She's not saying here that you can't have casual sex. Yeah. And that, like, it's not yeah. possible we within casual only, sex to, like, must- <laughs> not feel... You Like, Shane can you imagine if she, and was, stuff? if
3: she was, like, love can, like, you can only have sex within the sanctity of marriage, like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, um, it's just, like, like the, the like, marriage example, like, works because it it is, like, revealing about, like, what it is about love that, like, mm-hmm. allows you to recognize someone's humanity, mm-hmm. but you can, like, absolutely do that in, mm-hmm. a, like, a casual sex relationship, and, like, that's, I think, what makes, like, the escapades that these guys are sharing so sad, where mm-hmm. it's like they're going to the club. They call it closing when they get to oh, have I sex with someone that they meet there. Like they're, like so they're she's, going like to the club.
3: Fucking two bed, two bath house. No, they're they're the they're
2: the wolf of <laughs> all. Khan like
3: closing a deal. <laughs> um,
2: so they're going to the club. They're closing. Then they feel awful after, and they're, like, yeah. immediately, like, I got to get you out of here. And that's just, like, their sad life. And it doesn't have to be like that. You could no. meet people at the club, have sex, and have a wonderful time. Yeah. And, like, I mean, get breakfast in the morning, or not. Yeah. And, like, not speak to them again, but, like, not just in, say, like, a okay, I hate you way. but just like, good, that was that was have cool. Have a good rest of your day. <laughs> like, yeah. That was nice. It could be, there could be no feelings of disgust. Um, but like all the same actions, entirely yeah. possible. Yeah, not for these guys. No, but um, it is possible. <laughs> well,
3: hopefully, not all the same. I can't imagine that while uh, they're having sex, and then like afterward they feel repulsed. That during having sex, they're not uh, really bad at sex.
2: I just can't. <laughs> so Logan that has good talked at... about this. <laughs> no, <laughs> and and he says that that it's pretty much what you see is what you get. Whitaker. When it comes to what his sexual performance is like. So, so he does I'm not the, he does the splits. Uh <laughs> I don't know. He, I can't really I can't really imagine it, but that's... He yells, What's up, Logang? As soon as he nuts. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Make sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> as he leaves, he says, make sure to like and subscribe. No, what if he's what uh, if he's calling the clip, like the follow button and he's like, I'm hitting that follow oh, button. Oh my god, no, 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 no. Make make sure to hit that like that notification bell, right? Ding ding. <laughs> fucking god okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean
3: you know what you know what tolstoy was half right women will always Mm -hmm. remain inferior beings like you know so long as men continue to view them as objects but he was resigned in his repulsion always being a part of sex and after sex uh since repulsion was an inevitable fact of fucking like tolstoy instead proposed the epic idea of men giving up having sex with women. That's right.
2: That's right.
3: <laughs> well, like we said, Tolstoy was the first man to go his own way. My
2: God, f- twer- or whatever. <laughs> I, uh-huh. what think? I think it's, it's, it's MG, it's MGTOW. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, except, like, he
3: never actually did. He got his poor wife, Sophie, pregnant 16 times. And it's she- evil. It's evil to do. Evil, evil. Mm-hmm. And she had... About as good a relationship as you would expect with anyone that might have a man as the views that Tolstoy has. Also, the kind of relationship, uh, as good of a relationship as someone, as you can have with someone who got you pregnant 16
2: times. 16 times! So that's, 16. like, almost 20 years of your life. Like, I mean, and I can't imagine like, during the lost.
3: 1800s, like, you, you're, you're giving birth 16 times and you're not, like, nearly dying by, like, birth 10, you know? Like, that is just... Well, also,
2: like, like, I think, like, back then, and it was, it was like, late 1800s, but mm. it was also, you know, like, Russia, and they had money, but, like, Russia was still, like, a feudal country, mm-hmm. and, and even the rich people were, like, dying in childbirth. Like, we just did not... We did not know all the same things that we know now. Honestly? Pe- doctors used to not wash their hands. Yeah. So, like, every time that a person got pregnant, there was the the chance that they might die. Yeah. And he's subjected his wife to that 16 times. And, like, the the chances of, like, pregnancy complications, they go up when you get older. Yeah. They go up when you are... You when you've kids. had like multiple births, yeah, and also how is she supposed to be taking care of all of these kids when she's pregnant every year? Look at the bitch from she married him when 20... she was sixteen, and Look then at... and then she just stayed pregnant for like twenty years. Look at the the ass the stupid assholes from like eighteen kids and counting. Like half of their
3: kids, like when they were birthing them on the show, like they had health complications. Like it just it happened.
2: Oh, I can't
3: even imagine. Now I'm gonna oh tell
2: you something, and you probably already know this, but. Leo Tolstoy, an anarchist, like actually, oh, like not like I'm not joking, uh. like an avowed anarchist. Um, because he, you know, he was like, um, alive in the late 1800s, so he was, you know, like very much like being exposed to the revolutionary ideas mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Russia that like led to the um, the revolution in 1917. He wasn't alive for it, but um, Sophie was. Um, but he was, yeah, like he was an avowed anarchist and he did this super fucked up thing where he was like, when I die, because he was a count, right. mm -hmm. So he was pretty wealthy. He was like, I'm going to give up all of my wealth, um, you know, to, to the, to the masses. Um, I'm going to disperse this. I'm going to do a little mutual aid. Um, and Sophie was like, well, what about like me and your twelve kids, um, because not all of the, the kids um like well born yet, yeah, yeah, um. Well, no, no, they were born, but they died. Oh, okay, um, and it has to he be expected. Like, okay, yeah, and he was like, well, um, like I'm an anarchist. Like these are my ideals. Like you don't want to give to the poor, you don't want to distribute to the masses. But like he was waiting to do this until he died. Um. And he was, you know, like fifteen or sixteen years older than Sophie, because um, she was sixteen mm-hmm. when he was like thirty-five, and they got married. Cool. Um,
4: Super yeah. Cool. Age gap
2: discourse. We could do that right now. Um, <laughs> we won't. But... It's. I mean, it's not really discourse, really, because it's that. This is more like. Objectively... Seinfeld and his and his teenage girl. Yeah. I think it's a bit the like the same a, age it's, a, it's
3: objectively bad. Like I'm hitting the red button. Yeah. Like.
2: Yeah. It's- um, but just like it's it's so like male anarchist mm-hmm. to be like, I'm gonna do this yep. like this great thing, but only once it won't affect like me and the life that I'm exactly. living and oh. also like the the woman that is dependent on me because Sophie was pregnant for yeah. like eighteen years, so did not really have um like a means life. of her own outside outside of like what her husband was providing for her um, and so she would have just been like left to the left to the wolves and he was like so are you like you're saying that you hate poor people listen um this is not to, like i
3: have a more, few we have a few mm-hmm. you know anarchist friends um, and i just want to say i okay, love but you like, but i don't you know it,
2: this is <laughs> they know they know what we're talking about. Yeah, they know. They understand when I say you and I'm talking about this guy on that subject, okay? Like Tolstoy in addition to being an, an anarchist, he was an avowed Christian in a weird way, which is like Ugh. I think like why he was like this um a little bit, like why he thought like chastity was the answer. Um cuz that is like something that the the Christian faith puts a lot of value in as a as a virtue and um you know who was inspired by his writings about chastity being a virtue um you want to take a little guess <laughs> uh,
3: i mean i could <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thinking, okay. Oh, no. it was Gandhi. <laughs> yeah. Um, who he he was a mentor to after Gandhi read his work and was like Tolstoy. I think your ideas are fantastic. I also hate women, and I am scared of sex too. Tell me, tell me what's up. Um, and he and Gandhi like exchanged letters. Um, until Tolstoy died, and Gandhi famously would um, I think like prove how pure of heart he was. By um going to sleep every night with two teenage girls yep. in his bed yep. um, and the the test was that he would not assault them during the night um, and so every morning when he did not assault these two teenage girls, that was proof that he was pure of heart um, when I'm sure it was a horrifying ordeal for the teenage girls involved to know that you are going to be used as like a moral test of someone's character. And they're not sure if they're going to fail or not.
3: I feel like Um, the moral test in the end would be just not do it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I don't get tested at all. He had, he had all of these beliefs Mm -hmm. um, and like many anarchists, he did not do a good job at carrying out um, any of them, but he Mm -hmm. did believe them very strongly uh committed celibacy on the part of every man would be necessary for ending the relationship of exploiter and exploited between men and women in his view um i there's nothing nothing in his works that um say that women would also have to be celibate, but I would imagine mm-hmm. for this to work that they would need to be and oh, it's interesting absolutely. like throughout like this the Logan Paul podcast, um, Shy Boys IRL, there's no acknowledgement of women's um like sexual desire, which makes sense because like they see themselves as like a as a user and women as as an object for their sexual feelings. So like sex is just something that happens to women and is not something that they can like fathom that a a woman would um want, which mm-hmm. is maybe why they have no respect for a woman who is having sex on the first date because she's giving up this thing that she doesn't want to do, um, like without any, any resistance or without getting anything in return. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the men, the men all, they all have to stop, um, yeah. they have to stop sucking and fucking. Yeah. Um, and then humanity, humanity would die out, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Which would be good, actually, because Tolstoy was an environmentalist, so he was fine with that. Um, and only then, that kind of environmentalist. N- yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, what did you expect? I mean, um, when not there much. <laughs> was no no sex, no sex on the table to make men feel repulsed, no repulsion to cause them to act out towards mim- women. Like that is when equality would be possible.
3: Uh, I mean, you know, as fun as the idea of killing off humanity through collective volceldom might seem, like, fun, you know, we have, mm-hmm. we, you have a feeling, you know, the idea would not work pretty, like, we, you know, we here at Big Soy Naturals uh, reject both environmental primitivism and we mm-hmm. don't love volceldom either, Um And those two combined sound terrible. I mean, there's some practical elements that might make this difficult to execute anyway. Like, even if we could get everyone to go vol-sell, the idea is based on, like, a fundamental misunderstanding of the distribution of gender depression. Um, Yeah. That, like, it's it's a simple, like, if we just cut off the transaction... Like, of sex. We gotta cut off the supply. Yeah, we just cut off the supply. It's like the free
2: market, (laughs) baby. When there's no supply, there's no demand.
3: This is what those bitches who talk about going on a sex strike or for Roe v. Wade are talking about. Okay, Um,
2: those people are always crazy to me because it's like, are your men the men who are restricting our access to abortion? Because- why are you with him in the first place? Your your and man's not, name
3: is Darren. He you know he works at a marketing firm. Um, mm-hmm. he, I promise, yeah, he unless not your in husband
2: is on the Supreme Court or like, <laughs> like I I was just I'm always so confused where their first reaction is like we're gonna stop having sex with our like boyfriends and husbands in order <laughs> to like get the men to give mm-hmm. us um, like reproductive rights back where it's like like is is your man interested in like oppressing your right to bodily autonomy mm-hmm. because if so don't just like take a break from having sex with him you should you should just cut that cut that off um also i like there's the implication that like sex is a like is a commodity it's like that that women give to men like Mm -hmm. it's not something Mm -hmm. that like women can mutually enjoy with their sexual partners it is something that they they exchange to men for stuff in return clearly like Mm -hmm. I guess the thing that they're getting in return is the their rights back Mm -hmm. um it's oh it's so strange um weird
3: weird and wrong and incorrect mm-hmm. and, and then also
2: like when the sex strike ends like are you gonna negotiate like a collective bargaining agreement where mm-hmm. your your man is gonna be like um so in exchange for like 20 days of vacation time like Blogging i a blow job. get a blow job <laughs> once a week and i'm gonna <laughs> give you this 10 point step uh, uh instruction for you to follow um during your execution of the blow job yeah, do and you then get, like, like a they little, negotiate uh, back. You get a little time card too with that too. Do you get a little time mm. card that you stand? We got to punch in and out. Yeah, you yeah. A punch
3: in and out of the of the blowjob. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it also like it makes me worried. I guess like, does sex feel like a chore to mm-hmm. these women? Because like chore chart, I would be a little bit sad if I had to go on a sex strike. Um, mm-hmm. But they they are always so ready to go on one like it's yeah, the first thing they, that they suggest. Where I'm like, oh, always like, like they're what's, not having what's happening? That much sex? If they're this excited to go on a sex yeah. strike, but okay. Um, <laughs> um, but on yeah, on the the subject of gender depression, it is just like the market economy, um, supply and demand. Um, in this case, uh, I don't know what the supply would be. Um, no. and, well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come is the supply. but um, the, And the demand is very low. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, under patriarchy, men have power through the basis of their gender over women. Um, women do not have gender based power over men, although like we do know that white women... Um, any of you are listening i don't like you can utilize their gender in order to cause harm to men of um of color but this like relies on them deploying sexist stereotypes about themselves being weak and fragile and in need of protection and so this isn't like a gender-based power where women get to now like be higher in the hierarchy above men but in fact is like women calling on patriarchy to enforce itself um against a lower class of men but like that's a different thought for a different day um Tolstoy like a lot of men who go their own way thought that while men really like they seem to have the power it's actually the women who hold the power um you know you thought that this was a patriarchy but in fact it's uh, a matriarchy it's the matrix because the men the men want to fuck the women and the women, uh, they control the men's access to sex because um, the men are insatiable. Mm-hmm. And the women, the- the- theoretically, they have the right to say yes or no, um, which is how they control this access. And the-, and the man needs sex. And sometimes he can be denied and this is the source of women's power and the source of men's rightful rage and so you thought that men were in charge but it's actually women that are in charge yeah. i mean if you know anything so, i about, hope that cleared like, things up for you If you know any- i hope that's your post-net clarity
3: <laughs> yeah it's that mm-hmm. women are in charge as they say mm-hmm. in you know uh my big fat greek wedding um it's the man who is the head but it's the woman who turns the neck i would say it's the man who has the head and it's the woman who is refusing to give head and therefore she is in power. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not exactly, if you know, anything about incels or, you know, MGTOW men going their own way. Like if you see those spaces online, this is not an uncommon belief. Like, you know, this, um, like these are, these are always hiding in spaces online. The, the MGTOW subreddit got shut down, but they still exist on Twitter and in, you know, forums that are, you know, privately hosted uh one of the recommended readings that they have that i found is a book called uh if men have all the power why do women make the rules this is a very like this is a foundational text in a lot of like these circles is mm-hmm. this kind of yeah is this is this text which basically just summarizes how men sometimes have to modify their ha- behavior in order to get women to want to have sex with them which you know what, what's funny about
2: that is that like
3: Modifying your I, behavior. I, I, sp- I, sp-
2: well, I spent some time on these things and I was reading it and like, you know, they were like, oh, like, w- like women won't want to, like, just have sex with me. Um, I have to, like, do XYZ thing for, for them in order for them to be sexually interested in me or, like, if they're married, like, I need to, like, be nice to my wife in order for her to, like, want to have sex with me or, like, I feel like I need to be um, presenting like a certain way in, in my appearance in order for women to want to have sex with me. Like I have to do all of these things while women are like controlling my access to sex with them. And the whole time I was wondering like, mm. these men have, they're so, they're so, um, they've, they they've ouroboros themselves. Um, they, they are sucking their own dick, um. And as a result, I think they don't realize that, like, women and other people do the same thing. Yeah. Um, where, like, you know, like, when you um, want to have sex with someone and you're not sure if they're interested in you or not, you, like, make an effort to seem, like, cool and fun and mm-hmm. friendly around them so that, like, they might also be interested in you. Um, and Like, plenty of women... Um actually many women take care of their appearance um, to <laughs> to like in like to be attractive to, to people degrees. that they want to have sex yeah. with um, like the all Let's, of these things that they describe as like women controlling their access to sex are things that I know that women, do like um but they they can't fathom that because they have not yet reached the point of understanding that like women might also desire sex right they're just gatekeepers of it
3: let's be real here how many women really do like the office like i'll give you a second to think about i yeah like and how many women have it listed in their bio i love the office how many women do you think really love the office really love the office over friends
2: see we're getting back into misogynist territory you and I where now we're now that I'm, like women are just I'm making their a, beliefs I'm making I'm making I'm, like a, I'm
3: fully making a joke but I'm just saying like if you like if you're thinking that like you're the only person that's performing on tinder um and women just don't you're lying um, to yourself and to others. Um, I mean, you know, Dworkin describes uh, this like concept of like, only men have to modify their behavior in order to get women to have something like this. Uh, she says, um, <laughs> she I, I spoke like James Charles there for a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she says, any woman who acts on a man's sensuality by provoking it, which she does just by being a sexual object in looks and behavior, makes him intoxicated, deranged stupefied he wants to call a policeman and have her put away she is the danger as the power dominates him directly and as a consequence of her inequality the means of which in her reduction to a sexual object so she is the danger like she's like walter white um
2: but it's her fault yeah it's her fault it's her fault fault. she she, she's just so sexy. Someone else that... to call the cops. <laughs> I'm just
3: I'm too sexy. nine one one. fire burned down the dance floor. You know who would love that? Lada Del Rey. <laughs> I mean, she loves cops. So right, no. If yeah. she was so
2: sexy that you called the cops on her, she would have sex with the cops. Yeah. she'd be very into that.
3: Uh, I mean, like, and you like, in inverse, right? You can see like. Tolstoy points uh, to women's alleged control over sex and power that uh, gives them over men, that, that this gives them over men um, as the reason for the inferiority of women in society, including the civil inferiority of women originates in intercourse because in intercourse, the woman is not and cannot be equal the equal of men, like he said many times. She, quote, has not the right to use a man or abstain from him as she likes, is not allowed to choose a man at her pleasure instead of being chosen by him. So once again, these men, you know, MGTOW men, incels, shy boys, Logan Paul, whoever you want to call them, um, still believe that like a woman inherently does not have the right to be, uh, to choose, but um, simply has to be chosen. Um, and that—that that well, is their right as men.
2: This is this is the way that men balance out the power mm-hmm. that women have over them. Mm-hmm. Where it's like women have so much power by by being too sexy that they <laughs> have to then like oppress them in mm-hmm. civil society and make them inferior to them, like. In other areas of life, not to mention because otherwise women would just be they'd be too they'd be too powerful. So it's like we have to make up for it somehow. They have Um, to hashtag
3: resist the power of women.
2: (laughs) And so, like it's actually like women's fault that patriarchy exists because if they weren't so sexy, like this would not be happening. Like the the patriarchy is just a defense mechanism. Um, It's as Sean Kingston once said, you know, you're way too beautiful a girl. Um, <laughs>
3: or maybe as he as he also That's
2: why it'll never work. You'll make you made me suicidal when you said it's over. Like you are so sexy I'm going to kill myself. And that's or how has- Tolstoy was feeling every day. Or has he also said, somebody call 911,
3: Shorty fire burning on the dance floor. Whoa. Yeah, Sean
2: Kingston's got got a lot to say. <laughs>
3: He's got a lot um, to say about women.
2: So, you might be shocked, but Leo toys, bleh, Leo Tolstoy, his name is Leon, right? And not Leo. Uh, this whole time knows. I've been calling him Leo, but... I mean, was he a Leo? That's, that's also a question. We should find out his sign. I'll, I'll find out, but... It's Leo. Anyway, it's Leo.
4: he I mean... was
2: n- never able to commit to a life of full celery himself. Mm -hmm. He didn't even really try. I mean, he got his wife pregnant 16 times. Um, But the idea that, like, women had power over him was something that had an effect on his life. Like, it was something that he believed so strongly, and he let that guide his behavior. Um, Dworkin describes his marriage like this. Um, In life, he blamed and hated Sophie, feeling antagonism, And repulsion, because he wanted to fuck her and he did fuck her. Satiation did not lead to calm or harmony. It simply produced a hostile indifference, a stylistic modification of actively expressed repulsion. And he experienced um, his obsession with sex as like internal violence. Like it was something that violated him. um, And he never saw her as a victim of the way that he treated her because she held the power and was the basis of his oppression. Um, This like feeling of victimization that he had, like the feeling of constant repulsion, it carried over to how he felt about all other women as a class, because they all had the capability of like making him feel this way. And it was the basis for how he treated them as individuals. Um, Women hold all this power over men while men just have to suffer with the feelings of shame and disgust as a result. And the seething hatred that Tolstoy has for women comes out really easily in the short story that we mentioned where his self-insert character is arguing with a young woman who wants a marriage based in love. Um, Like that a woman who, you know, he sees women as the reason that he is unable to have real love would lecture him on his treatment of women is just unbearable. Um, And this resentment towards women is an obvious consequence of repulsion. Um, And so I have another excellent Mm -hmm. excerpt from Shy Boys IRL demonstrating this very point.
1: I look at ugly fat chicks and I see how easily they get men. And you know, sometimes that makes me angry.
4: Do you ever resent women?
1: sometimes I do because of how easy they have it and how hard we have it in comparison
2: <laughs> um, and then we've got another really good one hold on oh yeah, yeah yeah do you think that women ever have trouble finding love nope
1: what about sex <laughs> that's even easier that's like shooting a dead fish in a barrel <laughs> when you have a machine gun infinite ammo if a woman wanted to get sex she could go to a grocery store and ask any of the male cashiers and i'm sure they all would even the married ones even the catholic married ones
2: love the love the the, the catholic shout out um well because i guess the catholics are supposed to be super pious they're not mm-hmm. supposed to fuck, but um even like even they fun. will mm-hmm. will do it um <laughs> <laughs> it's but just like yeah i think like this idea of like getting angry at the idea of women as a whole because your sexual experiences are like unfulfilling and like are causing you these feelings of like shame and then projecting that onto women as a group like obviously that is going to have an impact on how you treat women outside of like their relationship to you as uh, sexual partners like because every woman like as you know as like um advance describes like every woman could could just like uh have sex with any man and it would be like shooting dead fish in a barrel Mm -hmm. so they have no understanding they have no understanding of the suffering that men are going through Mm -hmm. um because like they've never come close to experiencing anything like it Mm -hmm. and not only do they have no understanding that they're the cause of of men's suffering Mm -hmm. so it's going to breed like really intense resentment Mm -hmm. Intense, intense resentment. I
3: mean, not every man you can like. If you compare these the shy boys to like people like Logan and his friends, not every man will say out I like loud. That those
2: are examples of a, of a moderate man.
3: You know, <laughs> it's Logan Paul. I am no, it, saying, it, it, I'm saying yeah, like the Chads, The Chads that are like you know logan and his friends these jacked guys who like shy yeah, I, think, boys, I think those like, are
2: the moderate men
3: yeah shy boys would look at someone like logan right and be like oh my god this guy probably has sex with so many women he's never lonely like no, logan is not the type of man who would say out loud you know directly in the way that the shy boys do that he resents women because he believes that they control his access to sex but you can still like spot the resentment towards women as a class, by the way, like a man treats a woman that disagrees with him, um, in all areas, but especially in his treatment of other women. For example, you can watch like how leftist, quote unquote,
2: men uh, will mm-hmm. talk. Anytime about, we say that, imagine, imagine that we're saying it as slur, slur f- like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a slur. It's the L word. Um, <laughs> not
3: that L word. That one's that one's good. Um, What's the other one? <laughs> the show. <laughs> oh okay yeah that one's fine um i have no Mm -hmm. problems with the l word the show um (laughs) men like leftist men will talk about or respond to women they find abhorrent like the left's treatment of sarah palin back in 2008 was weirdly sexually charged abby shapiro jokes are super fucking weird they're all about weird they're all about her breasts uh very weird uh, and obviously, reactionary men do this too. Although they aren't usually like pretending that they don't resent women as a class. And um, I mean, you can see this—you you can see this kind of like jabs at appearance, um, like based on like social class. In like most people on the left, like they'll do this to like people—they'll like you know draw Putin and Trump having set having gay sex and be like, "Isn't it funny that they're having gay sex? Isn't gay sex hilarious?" And you're like, what's funny about gay sex? I think that
2: that's not really the same thing, though. But, like, they'll talk about, like,
3: how, like, Trump is, like, really fat. And they'll be like, like, isn't it gross how, like, fat Mm. Trump is? That kind of stuff that's, like, I'm saying that, like, there's a lot of... This is, like, it's not sexually charged in the same way. But I will say that, like, there's a lot of, like, poking at people's, like... There's a lot of shooting below the belt um, towards people that they think are ideologically repulsive and wrong. Which is true that they are ideologically repulsive and wrong, but they attack appearance because it's easy, and then forget that there are people within their own group that have that same appearance.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think like that's true, and you're correct. Yeah, but I think that that this is this is this, this is like is a, a different, different. It's a different yeah. phenomenon where it's like the there is obviously like because men um, are able to do this thing where they like split their feelings about someone's personality and their character um, to whether or not they like feel sexual desire for them Mm -hmm. so then they like are having that cognitive dissonance about someone who is a public figure that they find like morally abhorrent yeah so their like attempts at taking that person down or calling them out like have this like weird like sexually charged energy to Mm -hmm. it where it's like you can tell that they're they're like voicing an attraction um but they also like want to um like demolish this person mm-hmm. it's i mean like the conservative like that, aoc yeah yeah like they, the,
3: love, they, they love they love doing that
2: to her um and so it's it's just like it, it's not something that is unique to like any Particular part of the political spectrum and is more just something that like characterizes um, like the way that men are socialized.
3: What I was was kind of referring to is the moral positing um, on top of like the the sexually charged like demoralization of women like the the way that a lot of people like are like, oh, well, in order for someone to seem repulsive, like, isn't it funny that Trump is fat because that is more, that is also, like, they're equating his, like, body to also being morally repulsive and forgetting that there are fat, there are people who are fat that also, that are not, like, that their, like, body does not equate to, like, a moral through line of their character. And it's kind of the same with, like, their... There's sec they're like sexually charged jokes towards them where they're like they are like Abby Shapiro is an object because she is like a sexual being um but not the but like it's not the same if like those women who are also sexual beings are in my political circle. You know what I mean? Like there's a slight moral positing whereas like conservatives they're just like I wanna fuck AOC. <laughs> You know what I mean? There's, like, a little bit yeah. more of, like... I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying that there's, like, there's not as much of, like, a a, a moral facade to the whole thing. I mean, but, gen, you know, by and large, like, the through line between, like, repulsion and resentment towards all women surfaces in contexts that are not just sexual, uh, because at all at all times, like, a man who feels repulsion is suffering under it so every woman woman must be a justified avatar of his disgust um
2: yeah i feel like like you can really see this kind of behavior in action when you um like if you watch an interaction between like any like any given like prominent leftist man on the internet mm-hmm. um and a woman that makes him upset Um, for whatever reason like maybe she says something terrible or maybe she's just like politely critiquing him it doesn't really matter Um, the way that he will respond to her is always with like a ton more vitriol um, and just like naked anger um, than he would to a man who is saying the same thing Um, And this isn't just like a thing that occurs with people that have like big platforms, but I think it's a it's a good way to like watch it in action, where um, like you are witnessing a man having the opportunity to like, get out this resentment towards women um, in a way that like, might be a little bit like more socially acceptable than just doing what advanced did and saying that like a woman can walk into a bar and it'll be as easy as shooting dead fish in a barrel. She can grab any Um, male cashier
3: at the grocery store. Right. Like instead of
2: saying that out loud, like just humiliating a woman in conversation or responding to someone that disagrees with them, like in, like in a, a very extreme and like vitriolic way. And I think that the very last thing that we'll share is that I found a good example of this behavior that i think like indicates um like a lot of resentment towards women um in action and so the the context for this um like clip is that god it's it's hassan i hate him um, I'm he gearing needs up to find a...
3: some of the worst yeah. responses in our in our comment section if they ever like, even get this I far.
2: They, this is they will not get this far. This is I know. a two hour long, I, know. I was just they're looking at the timestamp, like, oh, they're not, it's getting not this happening, far. <laughs> but no. Um, also, like, fight me, I don't care. Like, you are a fan of a streamer, that's sad. Um, so I like, I, I don't like listening to this man's voice, but anyway i did think it was a good example so i exposed myself to his content um it was awful like a while ago he shared a video of one of his fans or like at least like a like a young man who's like wearing his merch um getting a lap dance from a stripper in a strip club um like and he just posted like no context um and some people are like hey Like what's the point of this? Um (laughs) which is a fair question. Hey, why am I Um, seeing this? And so he started like defending himself in a very weird way. Um, where of course he did it like through a stream where he's playing video games with a different streamer who got banned from Twitch for saying homophobic slurs. He also got banned from like
3: Overwatch uh professional Overwatch esports league for saying this is the problem
2: kendall (laughs) this is the problem is that when you look up anything about any of these internet losers you end up exposing yourself to like so much fucking like incomprehensible lore (laughs) lore, where and it's like i don't i don't need this in my brain it's dumb Um, i just think it's funny to get Banned
3: from an esports league for saying homophobic slurs. I think that that's amusing to me to be like, oh, you're None in a of these gaming, words you're in a professional, are gaming, in the Bible, you're in a professional gaming league, and you're getting banned for saying you must have been real bad. Like,
2: get a job, get a job, get a job. Um, so when he's defending himself um, for like posting this video. He says, I support sex workers, um, and that's why I posted it. Um, and the way that he um, described his um, support of sex workers was by saying, I've had sex with not even escorts. I've gone to a brothel, Artemis, in Berlin, and I've had sex with the workers there. I'm in a space dominated by gamers, (laughs) where some of the more vocal minorities have reactionary points against sex work and sex workers, sometimes women in general. Um, So it comes up more often than you'd think. I really love the illustration that I'm being painted. Um, where the the reactionary gamers are more anti sex work than they are anti women in general. Mm-hmm. I do not think that that things, is a, That's an accurate yeah, description of the environment do not there. Overlap
3: at all. It's just anti sex mm-hmm. work. If like if they saw a male stripper, they'd also be like, I hate sex workers, and not just like I
2: this. It does this make me gay? It, yeah, like, like <laughs> this guy, like he doesn't like think. Um, You know, I, like, really don't know what he does besides, like, wear t-shirts. But, you know, some people take him seriously. And I guess sharing this incredibly interesting story only raised more concerns from some people. And one of them was a young woman who had, like, 200 followers on TikTok. um, And she had a video of hers get a few thousand views where she asked how paying for sex equated to supporting sex workers or how he viewed doing that as accomplishing anything to change the material or working conditions of sex workers. Um, And she also brought up the point that Hassan has a lot of fans who might want to emulate his behavior and um, have the same like values as him. And so they might think that the best way to support sex workers rights as workers um is just simply by like paying them for sex. Um, and then this is how he responded.
4: Hassan Piker going to a brothel is a perfect example is why we can't assume men taking a liberal left stance politically, allyship in the feminist movement. What? Well, I want to know that this take will align with a lot of rad fems but if you're a turf, please don't interact, lol. I'm not trying to draw that audience. Yeah, just swerfs only, please. No turfs. <laughs> swerfs only, please. Oops, why are why are these radfems also fucking turfs? This is weird. If your opinion aligns with radfems, you probably shouldn't have that opinion. I mean, I think she understands that she is a radfem. She is a she is a radfem. She is fucking she's a swerve. Not going to lie, this TikTok went over my head. The TikTok isn't anything. It's just that like I The TikTok is literally someone saying if you if you go to a brothel, a legal brothel, or if you've ever like paid sex workers, then you're not a fucking ally to women. Okay. Just because you are a leftist or a liberal does not mean you are an ally to the feminist movement. If you have ever consumed sex work and paid for it. So that's, that's what that is. That's what that take is. And it's wrong. There's a specific type of, I had to type your full IG handle to find it. Are you shadow banned? I don't know. Maybe.
2: So we're we're back. Yeah. Hi. (laughs) Um,
3: Wow. Wasn't that fun? Don't you love listening to his shrill little voice? Um, He's always shouting. I can't tell if it's. We used to have public
2: intellectuals in society. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to have people that like people liked to listen to because they had good ideas. Now we have now we have
3: guys who look like fucking Chris Angel. (laughs)
2: who who play video games and like say little like slogans that Bernie Sanders said a few years ago but I think like what's interesting about this whole um like debacle I guess is the way that he had this like immediate um I think like very vitriolic like seething hatred reaction towards like a a woman who critiqued his treatment of other women and he like immediately goes for like calling her like a name um that I don't really think like applies to the critique because uh like a sex worker exclusionary radical feminist would be someone that like wants to ban sex work or make sex work illegal um whereas I think that this you know, is a pretty reasonable critique of like, if I go to Starbucks and I buy a drink at Starbucks, like, is doing that in itself like supporting like Starbucks workers unionizing, like, is paying for sex from a sex worker supporting yeah. sex workers overall, like, um, or is it just paying for a service? What she but I, I what like I she think literally that literally
3: said in the original video was Hassan uh, Piker. I guess is I'm not sure how you pronounce piker. His last name, piker, um, to uh, going to a brothel is a perfect example as to why we can't assume uh, men taking a liberal left stance uh, politically equals allyship uh, in the feminist movement. Like what she's trying to say is like you buying. You know, time with a sex worker is not like allyship. That's literally all she all she is saying is she wasn't yeah. saying and that so this, brothels are bad. This was a she person wasn't being yeah. saying anything moral about like the idea or the concept of a brothel or the idea or the concept of a sex worker. It's that you, Hassan, equated like paying for a sex worker. As helping the material conditions of a sex worker, and it's just not true. Um.
2: Yeah, you you come and you're like, well, that's enough activism for today. Yeah, um, but I, I just think that a like this is, it's once so again exemplary of of this like kind of resentment where it's like this this person was, is no one I like don't know their username I, it doesn't really matter like they had a couple hundred followers it was a video that like went very, very semi-semi-viral. Mm-hmm. And Hassan, like, not only responded to her with contempt, but he also did not need to respond to her at all. And, like, not by doing so in the, way that, in the way that he did, like, mm-hmm. exposed this woman to, like, millions of fans who then, of course, like, sent her lots of hate comments until she had to... right delete her account Um, and so this was just like an example of a man like silencing a woman for like voicing a very mild critique mm -hmm. of him and I think that like this is really like where Dworkin is trying to lead us with this chapter where it's like this this revulsion like it does take place during sex um and the like shame and the guilt um like that the man feels is something that like is, is rooted in his sexual desire, but it like permeates to like every aspect of the way that men, um, treat women in their lives and like treat women that they have relationships with, as well as like women that they are strangers to women that they, they don't like, um, like all of it is like wrapped up in this element of revulsion. And, um, it's bad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's. it's it, I mean, like to
3: just talk about his audience for a second because it's very interesting in terms of its like overlap. Very briefly, like, it's like he is he has said this multiple times in interviews, in like clips of his show, or whatever. Um, that like mainly his like he said right here like he's in a space dominated by gamers, but he's also in a space dominated mainly by uh, young men right, that's mostly his audience, is a demographic of young men, and a lot of them publicly say, Hassan, you saved me from being alt-right, you saved me from being, like, an incel, da-da-da-da-da, but in the end, they still, yes. it all comes back to the same revulsion, right, and, like, that's, like, the revulsion, such revulsion that, like, these people followed Hassan's lead and went to this girl's page and, you know, harassed her a ton over her comments, like, that revulsion was just mirrored over and over and over again like
2: so if hassan mm-hmm. is like leo tolstoy mm-hmm. then then somewhere in his little audience of like whatever you you call like his twitch fans um is a gandhi waiting to happen mm-hmm. and we need to get ahead of that sure before but- it's too late you sure and the guy you need the to guy tell your the,
3: the stream with was gandhi you think xqc might Maybe. be
2: gandhi <laughs> Maybe, but, but I, I think my esports player is Gandhi now. <laughs> there's time to get ahead of it before it's too late. Before Gandhi Two comes out mm-hmm. um, and starts annoying all of us, and that's why you have to tell your friends mm-hmm. to subscribe to our Patreon yes. so that they can get more episodes <laughs> of My Year of Not Sucking or Fucking mm-hmm. because we are bringing back feminism, baby. We are. We're gonna teach the men to not feel bad about themselves when they come it's very easy i've never felt bad in my life never and neither will you um after you finish listening to our series Mm -hmm. um and i think that like for now that's it yeah we have another episode coming out eventually Mm -hmm. um you
3: know one more time for everybody um i'm i'm she herzog on twitter cerise is commodify this on twitter we're on twitter True. we're on instagram um mm-hmm. we're doing all the stuff it's uh it's big soy naturals everywhere send us an email if you want to uh at bigsoypodcast soy at gmail.com big soy podcast at gmail.com True. if you especially if you um may or you know hypothetically if you want a, a copy a pdf of the book that we are reading um you know, send us an email. Send us an email. Um, we've already gotten several. I've been so happy um, seeing so many people so interested in reading along and, and doing a little book club with us. Thank you all so much. I want to give you like a big old little kiss on the head. Thank you.
2: I don't know. Um, I think that was nice. it's like Are we not good enough? Are we not good enough? Like, just as like, you know, like we're reading it for you. We
3: offer um, this.
2: This is this yeah, is like a you, is just... just <laughs> No. um anyway we'll, we'll see you next time <laughs> goodbye bye
0: this is my year i'm not sucking or fucking let me be clear
1: yeah i've been fucking, be be fucking is one of my
0: favorite
1: morning. tastes
0: <laughs> Uh, But, in fact, there have been periods of time in our history where a president inspired the American people to kill innocent
1: people.
0: And I think we're in one of those moments right now. Not only that, the balls smell amazing. This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic.